This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are recapping the Carolina Panthers' brutal destruction at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I don't really know the other way to describe it, Jerry. What do you think? Uh, I was going to call it an old-fashioned ass-whooping. The San okay. Francisco 49ers kicked them up and down the field. That's how I describe it. They did. They did. Um, and it's kind of funny, you know, our old pal, Tevin Coleman, who you and I were very not excited about meeting this week, led the charge. Yeah. He just destroyed us. Uh, four total touchdowns for him, over 100 yards. Only his fourth 100-yard rushing day, they said. I guarantee at least two of those are against the Panthers. I haven't done that research, but I guarantee it's possible. Yeah, Shanahan knows how to scheme against uh, Ron Rivera. And yeah, I, I, seem I seem to remember Coleman having over 100 yards against us last year. Uh, Might have been the year before, but either way, that guy, he just knows how to play against us. Um, but as a team, San Francisco rushed for 232 yards. Mm-hmm. This has kind of been our Achilles heel all season. Yeah. Our, our I, defense, and they oh. just took full advantage. Well... We're supposed to have a premier defense. It got completely demolished today. There is no way that this defense that played today should even be considered a top-tier defense. No. Uh, You give up 51 points. I don't care if you're at home or you're away or you're playing after a short week. or I mean, this is after a bye week. You know, everybody was healthy, uh, more or less. Yeah. This is the third highest point total ever given up by a Panthers organization. The other two times it was fifty-two. Yeah, right. So, so we're right there. Um, and th- this feels a lot like last year's game against Pittsburgh to me. Uh, the only difference is, I think we're getting a, a healthy Cam Newton back probably next week instead of a Cam Newton that's starting just a huge slide after this game. So I, that's a difference here, and it makes me feel a little better. But just the the feel of this game the lack of preparedness from the Panthers and just the general kind of malaise that they seem to play with the entire game felt very reminiscent to me of that game last year where everything changed. Well, here's the thing is you're right. We came off a bye. This was a big time game against us, a six and zero team against a four and two hot Panthers team. Ron had them coming out. Like it didn't even matter. They as soon as we got, we gave them the ball. We deferred. They marched down the field, and our defense looked completely lost out there. They were misdirecting and everything. It they looked like they had no fire in their belly to go out there and win this game. It looked like they were lost. They looked like they were already planning their trip home. Yeah, uh, eleven play, seventy-five yard uh, drive to start the game for them, and. Then we come out three three and out and punt. Mm-hmm. And it was just that kind of game. Yeah. You know, even though 
the first play of the next drive, Jimmy Garoppolo throws his only interception of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think he threw two interceptions. Yeah, he had one interception. Okay, so one interception this game. This was the one to Keekley, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great play by Luke Keekley. Um Garoppolo probably shouldn't have thrown the ball. It was decent coverage by Keekley, but then he just kind of jumped the route and got it. Yeah, perfect. I mean, Keekley got outmatched in this game, I think. Um, but that was a great play by him. Who did it? Uh, exactly. It certainly, <laughs> certainly Rivera did. Um, but yeah, Keek, they sh- kind of showed Keekley just running the complete wrong direction a lot of times. And a lot of, of that was just great preparation by Shanahan and his crew. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly how to beat us. Yeah, it was misdirection after misdirection. And we he had our guys going all the wrong places, turn, chasing backwards. It was horrible. Yeah, and you know I, I was a little down on the 49ers coming into this game. I thought their strength of schedule was pretty bad. And, and, it, and it, it, it has been. Um, they've played a lot of good team or easy teams. But Carolina, by all accounts, is a good team. And they waxed them. I mean, yeah. it wasn't even it wasn't even a game. Uh, mo- a lot of the starters were sitting midway into the third quarter for the uh, 49ers. They didn't have to exert themselves on offense that much. I mean, Garoppolo threw the ball 22 times, had 175 yards, and they didn't have a 100-yard receiver. They just ran the ball down our throats, and they got short fields a lot from, we'll talk about it soon, but Kyle Allen with some ugly turnovers. Um this was just kind of a perfect storm against the Panthers. It was awful. I'm just, I'm sick to my stomach. This was supposed to be a statement game for the Panthers to come out and say, hey, we're still here. We're, we're a good team. Instead, the San Francisco 49ers said this was their statement game, and they stated it. They planted their flag as the top tier of the NFC this year. I mean, them and the Saints. Um, Really look at good, like they are the teams to beat for the NFC crown. Yeah, Nick Bosa went out there and planted his flag all inside of Cam uh, or uh, Kyle Allen's chest. Yeah, several times. Um, and I believe did he have a an interception as well or pick? Yeah, a he he made yeah. a an incredible interception. <laughs> it was like a screen pass where he jumped ten feet up in the air and caught it. And then that's right. Yeah, scored. Yeah, he that guy's good. Uh, he's a, still a rookie. Yeah, man. Um, and, and he was him and uh, Brian Burns were, you know, neck and neck for defensive rookie of the year. I didn't even see Brian Burns out no, there. Didn't at hear all his this name. Game. Didn't hear his name one time. Didn't hear his name one time. I'd li- I'm, I'm curious to see the snap counts after this game to see just how much he was out there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm a little flustered after watching this game. Uh, I just finished watching this game <clears throat> and disheartened by the way we came out to play in this game a little disillusioned by Kyle Allen maybe regressing back to the reason why he wasn't drafted in the NFL draft and couldn't keep a starting job in college you know there's obviously there was something with this guy and I don't know if this is what we're seeing here or if this was just a bad game I don't know this is also the number one passing defense in the league. You failed to realize that. No, I don't uh, fail to realize that. I, and, I understand and, that. And one of those interceptions was his fault. The one to Richard Sherman looked pretty no, no, bad. No. I don't know. I think no. I think all three were his fault. So you Absolutely. think the one where the Nick Bosa, one, 
the tipped one that happens all not all the time to all the QBs though that where you don't expect a guy to be able to jump 10 11 feet up in the air. Nah, it wasn't that high. Go back and watch it again. It was a yeah. bad pass. And then, he, he didn't and get his it over first the first one scrimmage. was a hook route, a timing route where he threw it on time. But this secondary made a uh, the secondary made, was there that he shouldn't have thrown that ball. The secondary was right there. I that was that was a bad that was the one I thought you were talking about was his fault. That was a terrible pass. The secondary that, had that he was covered, completely covered. That's where your receiver is supposed to shield. But anyways, I know you're you're anxious for Cam to come back. We'll see. I think Cam's uh, coming and, back next year or next week. But I, you can't tell me that Kyle Allen had a good game here. Oh, I am definitely not saying Kyle Allen had a good game. But I'm also saying it was one against a premier pass defense. I mean, I guess if he's going to have a game like this, this would be the team he would have it against. But, and I and I can't even say that he lost us this game because oh, I think no, there's the no defense way. and the game plan lost us this game. But he certainly didn't keep us in the game, which is what he's done up until this point. You yeah. know, mistake-free football is what we expected of him. Well, 158 yards, three interceptions, and looked very rattled. Behind well, there, the, that offensive line. With, yeah, with seven sacks and for negative uh, fifty-eight yards. Yeah, he was rattled. Yeah, I and and I put a lot of those on him as well. He held the ball a lot. He wasn't able to escape pressure. He didn't seem to notice the pressure a couple of times. I I just think this is this was a bad game on both sides of the ball for the Panthers today. I agree. An and ugly, that offensive, ugly game. I know you're blaming a lot on Kyle Allen for holding on. He did hold on to it a little bit longer. He kind of pulled the old school cam where he holds on to it way too long. But that pro he was getting hit constantly and quickly. He constantly had to move out of that pocket. He constantly had to duck and dive and then get hit. Oh, it they was were coming bad. after him. They were coming it, after him. And Dennis Daly, I I don't know if this is true because the graphic showed Moten started left tackle, but by the third series I saw Dennis Daly on left and Moten on the right. Whoever was on the left was constantly getting beat up it, and abused. Didn't matter. It didn't matter who was there. I saw both of them just uh, showing Nick Bosa the door, you know, mm -hmm. into the quarterback pocket. But um, I mean, here's the thing: Kyle Allen is, you know, this is essentially his rookie season, right? He spent mm -hmm. a lot of the year last year on the practice squad. I think he was only active for a couple of games. Uh, he he started one game last year, but this I mean he's a, still a very young, very raw quarterback. So this kind of thing is going to happen. But I think this is one prime example of why we should not be handing him the keys to the franchise, like you and I kind of talked about last week. You know, this is not this is not a guy that's going to take this team to a Super Bowl. I think that was made clear today. He's not going to play great football against a great team. And this that's is, that's the type of team you're going to see in the playoffs. You're this right. This is the type of defense you'll see. You're right. This is the type of defense. And again, this is like his rookie season. You can't expect a rookie to go out against a top-ranked passing defense and dominate. I there wouldn't expect him to dominate, but he, he played terribly. He, th he gave the ball away. They had three touchdown or three scoring drives of less than 40 yards. 
two that of less happen, than 30. That happens with rookie quarterbacks. I know we're going to get Cam back, and we'll see what, what this team looks like with Cam at quarterback. And we'll see if Cam can actually throw the ball longer than 30 yards. Well, I mean, Kyle Allen was throwing the ball longer than 30 yards, but it certainly wasn't accurate. He yeah, wasn't, he did. That he ball didn't get anywhere near He missed a couple times deep this week. Yeah, I mean, he... And the receivers weren't helping him a couple of times, to hit to his credit. Jarius Wright dropped a couple of balls. Um, that one that you're talking about, in the, I think the first interception, was it Samuel, I think? Probably should have cut that route off a little earlier or got in there and mm-hmm. kind of broken that pass up a little bit. So, again, just a terrible showing offensively and defensively. Christian McCaffrey... Had a couple of nice runs, uh, 117 yards for him and a touchdown. Didn't do that, too much in the passing game. And today. that's kind of what I want as a question, too. North Turner, why didn't you use Christian McCaffrey more at the beginning? It felt like every time he ran the ball in the first like quarter, it was up the middle. It seemed like up the middle was the strength. The, screen, the little sweeps and stuff is where he busted off the 40-yard score. Now, he did have that 140-yarder called back because Trey Turner held and held too long after Christian McCaffrey was 10 yards downfield. Like well, that's an another that's another thing we should talk about, too, is this was a very un-Panthers-like mm-hmm. penalty game. And th- this penalty, or, or I'm sorry, this officiating crew, they're kind of notorious for calling a lot of penalties. It seemed like every other play there's a flag on the field. I agree. But still, if you're, pl- I, I don't know this crew. I'm shocked you knew that they're a penalty calling team. I don't I've, know seen, I've seen them before and uh, they throw so a lot of flags. I don't have the, the penalties, but yeah, this was an astronomical penalized team. And it, there are some that were just bad penalties on the Panthers. We had nine penalties for 70 yards. That's, that's just unacceptable. Un-pa- that's very unpanthers like. Unacceptable. And again, I mean, why would we not be prepared for this game? We had a bye. Uh, you've got two weeks to prepare, essentially. Yep. You can't come out like this. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing it's for team. us to do this podcast. <laughs> it is. Honestly. I mean, I don't really have much to say besides this. This team just looked god awful. God awful. Uh, I luckily we're four and three, still in second place. And at this point, I think the division is almost out of our reach. The way New Orleans is playing, we have to now look to make sure we stay in the wild card race with Seattle, LA Rams. I mean, there's there's some really good NFC teams that you know we got to keep ahead of, or at least try to keep chasing. Yeah, I think almost everybody that we're kind of in the hunt with won today. So, yeah, we're, I think we'll probably be eighth or ninth in the mm-hmm. NFC after this week. And it's going to be tough. I mean, Minnesota won Thursday. You know, those are the three teams that we're up against, and they all won. So, and we, and we lost and we looked terrible at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my only, again, hope here is that Cam can come back and be Cam. And if that's the case, then I think we still have a shot. We have, our next six games, I think four of them are definitely winnable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could be, you know, nine and three, eight and four, something like that after the next few games. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I want to talk about something. 
even if Cam played, I don't think we win this game. We really have to figure out how to stop the run. I agree. And that and I think honestly after this game it becomes more realistic that we make a trade before the trade deadline because mm-hmm. I think we saw a lot of holes. I think the offensive line could use a little bit of bolstering. Um I don't know, man. We've got so much money in the defensive line. I don't know how much more you can put into that. I, I don't either, but KK's safety, not maybe. playing. But safety wasn't the problem. I mean... Now, they were completing a lot of passes over in the middle, and that's where all their runs but, were going, but was that, up the middle. But, again, those passes are against that zone defense that we're running, that they find the soft zone, and they sit in it. Well, that's Panthers 101. Uh, well, that's, <laughs> that happens every week. And this is a make-or-break season. So yeah, we may no longer see that after this season if Ron keeps putting up game plans like this. Uh, did you know that it was National Tight Ends Day? Oh, yes. I, I may have heard that <laughs> once or a thousand times during the podcast. Oh, my God. I want to blow my head off after the 97th time he said it. This, this commentating crew was the worst. They were uh, bad. They were not the worst. And, but oh, they, and they were 49ers homers. They oh were not God. 49ers homers. They love the 49ers. I think the problem is the Panthers didn't show up, so they couldn't talk about the Panthers, how good they were. Because at the beginning, you could tell they started to, but then, you know, they they crapped the bed. And towards the end of the game, the, the uh, play-by-play guy was talking to the color guy, and I don't know their names, but he was Mark- telling him... Schlereth was the color. Oh, Mark Schlereth is terrible. Well, uh, yeah. He's awful. And and he was told by the play-by-play guy that he was biased, uh, you know, with the 49ers. And he said, absolutely. Mm. So, I mean, they're, they're 49ers I, homers. I was Between the officiating crew and the commentating crew, I, I just couldn't do it anymore. I turned this game off with two minutes to go. Don't even yeah. know what happened that last two minutes. I assume they just kneeled the ball out. Yeah, I think they did. I, I, I zoned out. After that third quarter where we brought it within 14, and then we our defense literally laid on its back, spread its leg, and just let them plow through. Oh, Jerry. That's just... <laughs> <It's> graphic. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Jesus. I know. I know. So uh, after two of the interceptions, they, we got, they got touchdowns. After one, they got a field goal. So, I mean, just... All three interceptions they scored on, um, 17 points, wouldn't have mattered. You know, we still would have gotten beat by 20. But ugh, I feel bad. I feel sick after this game. Well, yeah, it, it was it was a butt kicking. It was a straight up butt kicking. George Kittle uh, led the team led the team in receiving for them six receptions for 86 yards. It was he, National Tight End Day. <laughs> I heard that. Is he the best tight end of the game right now? Yes. I think so. I think so. He's a great blocker, too. Our uh, tight end had two catches for 13 yards. It kind of disappeared after the first couple weeks. Another scintillating performance from Greg Olson. Yeah. Who, let's see. He has, in the last four games... Five yards, zero yards, 52 yards last week, 13 yards this week. That's not going to get it done. No. That's not going to get it done. You, you got to wonder what's, what it is if he's not getting open, if they're, we're using to him a lot as blocking because the O-line is so garbage. It'll be interesting to see when Cam comes back if 
I mean, he had 110 yards in a game with Cam earlier this year. So the connect, obviously they have a connection. They've played together for, you know, six years, seven years, eight years. Um, It'll be interesting to see if he can kind of revert back to old Greg Olson form, but I bet he's not having a lot of fun right now. He certainly doesn't look like it. No. I mean, Does anybody look like they were having fun out there not today? T- not today, but, I mean, even just the last few weeks, even during this winning streak, he just hasn't been involved, you know? I, I agree. He hasn't been involved, and he doesn't look like he's having that much fun out there. I wonder if he... Maybe he's has his heart set on moving on to the broadcasting booth. Well, he I heard him on an interview last week. I think it was on Dan Patrick. And he was just talking about that when he decides it's not fun anymore, that's when he's gone. And mm. he said last year wasn't fun. And the year before that wasn't fun. He said if he has another year that's not fun, he's gone. I feel like this might be one of those years. <laughs> I do for, too. For him specifically. Yeah, now, I still I mean, think the team has a chance to win. Now, but, let let's let's go to that. Now, do you think this team has a legitimate Super Bowl shot at all? No. Okay. Super I don't Bowl, either. Super Bowl no. At least not as currently constructed and not as currently playing. Now, I will put a caveat on that and say if Cam does come back and he looks like 2015 Cam and he's running all over the place and he's, you know, accurate deep and he's throwing for 60 plus percent, then I think that changes how I feel because he can really will this team to victories all by himself. We've seen it before. So if he comes back and he is that cam, then I would have to rethink my answer. But if he comes back and he's even, even if he's early last year cam, I don't think so. I don't think that gets done. I don't, I, I don't think this team is a super bowl contender. And I know you're talking cam. I'm saying defense. This defense has looked bad. Well, I, the defense looked very good the last few weeks. They looked terrible you say, today. You say they that. looked terrible today. We've they've given up fifty-one points today. They gave up twenty-six points against the Buccaneers. Yes, they had the huge interceptions and turnovers. They gave up twenty-seven points against the Jaguars. Then we have to go back to the Texans. They gave up ten, and then twenty to Cardinals, twenty to the Bucks, and twenty-seven. They're giving up a lot of points. They're giving up points. I mean. Last week, I think it was a lot of garbage time points. Um, but I, I don't know the stats from 2015. I bet they probably weren't the least scored on defense. They were a top five scored on defense. But they definitely had the most turnovers. They and... were a top five scored on defense. I okay. remember that. Because I remember thinking <clears throat> we had the number one offense in like the fifth uh scored against defense going into the Super Bowl that shall not be named thinking oh we've got this this that's an incredible team fortunately not uh let's see they were sixth in oh. points scored against so you are wrong six sorry <laughs> um but they had the number one interception team 
mm-hmm. that year with 24. And I can't find stats on fumble recoveries, but... Um, but yeah, I think this defense really needs to ship up. I We're supposed to rely on the defense and the run game, and the defense isn't holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're, they're, I'd much rather them turn the ball over than anything else. I think that's the most important thing. But you're right. I mean, it's hard to defend them after they gave up 51 points today, even though some of those uh, scores were on a short field. I don't think it would have mattered, right? It it wouldn't have. They had several 70-plus yard drives as well, and we couldn't stop them at all. Mm -mm. Not at all. And, hey, maybe the 49ers are just this good. I would say they're definitely Super Bowl contenders. Oh, I would too. They look great. But they haven't killed teams like that before. They haven't. Their offense has struggled up until this week. Well, I hate that we were the elixir for them. I mean, they scored 41 points in week two, 31 points in week one, 31 points in week four. I mean, they're scoring points. Okay. Well, you want to do heroes and zeros? <laughs> sure. Um, God, I guess my hero for this game would be Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't okay. even know who else to say. Well, he, I've got... he was the only productive player. Well, I'm going to say another uh, hero, Bruce Irvin. Yeah, five, Bruce Irvin looked great. Five, five total tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, got the safety. I mean, he's looked that, he's looked really good since coming back. Yeah, he has. That was a good signing for uh, Marty. Um, zeros. I mean, why don't you go first? Well, I want to give it to Ron Rivera. He had this team not prepared at all. He's he's out there coaching the defense. He's a defensive coach, and they just got confused. They looked undisciplined. They got completely trounced by Kyle Shanahan. He got completely outcoached by him, too. I agree. Um, I think that's an excellent zero and probably the, the top zero. I'm, I guess I'll go offense since you went defense, and I'll say Norv Turner. I think he had a bad offensive game plan coming in. And maybe, maybe Kyle Allen can share in this a little bit because he was making poor decisions. But this over, the whole game plan was crap. It just, yeah. Nothing was going to happen in this game. We were not prepared. Uh, I don't believe... I know my uh, bold prediction was uh, that Garoppolo would throw five interceptions. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't happen. Yeah. Do you remember your bold prediction? Uh, DJ Moore, 125 yards receiving. That didn't, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> By the way... Do you think we should go after a receiver in the trade market now? I mean, ours aren't doing anything. They don't look good. I I, I don't even know. I I don't know if it's the receiver. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's the offensive line not giving any time. You know what's funny is that after last week, I think we were both like, I mean, there's no holes on this team. This team is so good. There's no holes. We have depth everywhere. We don't really need anybody. And after this game, I'm like, do we need an offensive line help? Do we need defensive line help? Do we need more wide receivers? What do we need? We need. It feels like we need stuff everywhere. I guess that's what a beatdown like this does to you. 
Yeah. Just demoralizes you. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun podcast so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Any other thoughts from this game in particular? <sighs> I wonder if uh, Ron is thinking about a real estate agent. Hey, how about that uh, new... Well, I know Dorch wasn't active, but Jesus Christ, what is up with... Special teams coach needs to be fired. Chase Blackburn. Yeah, fire him. Uh, how how are we not able to get a guy who can catch a punt and kick off? I know it's pretty hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, I couldn't go out there and do it. But these guys are professionals. Why are you not... If you're Reggie Bonifant, why are you not back there just kick, catching those all the time? And Zelstra, I mean, a guy who hadn't, I don't think, touched the field until today, he fumbles his first one. Yeah. I mean, there's a... Special teams has never been... A Carolina Panthers strong suit, it feels like. I mean, 2015, I think, everybody was great that year. All phases. But mm -hmm. this has just been an embarrassment. It is. It is. I don't, I don't know how you don't get a specialty punt and kick returner. They're so damaging well, if you have a good was, one. Why was Dorch inactive today? Yeah. Why, why do you go pick him up if you're not going to play him? What I mean, what is... What's so hard about going out there and returning punts? It's not like you need a game plan, right? You just go out there and catch. Maybe catch. they saw something in practice where he was fumbling too. Mm. I mean, I have no idea. But uh, that, that was surprising to me that he was inactive. Yeah, me too, considering that's what I thought we brought him here to do. Yeah. Um, Ian Thomas had one target and zero catches, so he, he actually saw the field today. <laughs> nice to see him out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we take a break and we'll come back and talk about the rest of the NFL uh, slate for week eight. All right. Jerry, few things in life are a given. Death, taxes, and Tom Brady winning games with the New England Patriots. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors go out and put their skills to the test. Why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season. It's time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with MyBookie. MyBookie is the premier place to bet all of your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. And the best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Double? That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit. You can use that on all of your favorite picks. Use promo code LATEFEES. To activate that offer. That's promo code L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And welcome everybody to what... Wait, Brian, what are you doing? Oh yeah, that's right. We're supposed to be recording a promo here, aren't we? Um, aren't you supposed to tell people where they can find us? Yeah, we're What the Hops podcast based out of Buffalo, New York. We like to talk a lot about beer. A little bit about music. And all sorts of random things. So be sure to go find us wherever you get your podcasts. And hit up all your social medias and search What the Hops and hit that like button. Cheers. And we are back. Time to run through the rest of the NFL Week 8. We'll start with the battle for the NFC South crown. The Seattle Seahawks visited the hapless Atlanta Falcons and came away with a win, 27-20. to 20. 
Uh, Matt Schaub actually started for the Falcons and had a pretty decent game. 39 of 52, 460 yards and a touchdown. Chris Carson led all rushers with 20 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown. And Julio Jones came alive, 10 receptions, 152 yards. Um, the Falcons actually look more com- pet competitive in this game than they have with Matt Ryan at the helm the last few weeks. So I don't think his job's in danger, but another loss for the Falcons. They dropped to 1-7. and seven. The Seahawks go to 6-2. and two. And moving on, the NFC South leading New Orleans Saints throttled the Arizona Cardinals 31-9 in Drew Brees' triumphant return. He went 34 out of 43 for 373 yards, three touchdowns, and one (laughs) intercept. Yeah, Drew Brees doing Drew Brees things. Uh, Latavius Murray uh, started again in for injured Alvin Kamara and had Hefka of a game, 21 carries, 102 yards, one touchdown. Michael Thomas, him, and Drew Brees have that one-two that they're so great together. Uh, 11 receptions, 112 yards, one touchdown. <sighs> New Orleans Saints, man. They're, yeah. they're really good. Can't, they've got, can't the, they've got the division on lock, I think. Yeah, they improved to 7-1. and one. Arizona falls to 3-4-1. and one. All right, and the last game in the NFC South, Tampa Bay went to Tennessee next week's opponent for the Panthers and got beat. Tennessee wins 27-23. to Ryan Tannehill again starting for the Titans. Uh, 21 of 33, 193 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He's looked good since starting for them. Um, Jameis had a good game statistically for Tampa Bay. Uh, 301 passing yards, a couple of touchdowns, did have two interceptions. Also had eight carries for 53 yards, uh, did Jameis. And Mike Evans led all receivers, 11 receptions, 198 yards, and two touchdowns. Good fantasy game for Tampa Bay, but they fall to two and five. And Tampa Bay, or I'm sorry, and Tennessee improves to four and four. Yeah, Tampa Bay is just that team that they've always kind of been. They have good points and they have Bad points. It's just always them. New coach, same team. Uh, And I think that's just Jameis Winston. I think they're going to have to get rid of him before they change what they are as a team. Yeah, I have a feeling this offseason will be his last as a starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to probably go out and find somebody to replace him, whether free agent or try to draft a quarterback that Arians can groom. Yeah, I would agree with that. So we have the Saints sitting at four and one on top of the division, or seven and one on top of the division. Carolina's at four and three. Tampa Bay is now at two and five. And then bringing up the rear, the Atlanta Falcons at one and seven. You know what? Even at four and three, we still control our own destiny. If we win out, we win the division. You're absolutely we'll, correct. We'll have beaten the Saints twice in that case. So. Hey, I mean, it's not it's not over. No. We're we're not, not even halfway through the season. Nope. And we're right in the middle of everything. So, um this we're just was ugly. Shore up. Yeah, we're this this was an ugly game, but we'll come back. We'll bounce back. We'll be fine. Um all right. Let's look at the rest of week 8. We'll start with Philadelphia visiting Buffalo. The Eagles win this one handily 31 to 13. Carson Wentz had an okay game, 17 for 24, 172 yards and a touchdown. 
Jordan Howard, 23 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown. And Alshon Jeffrey led all receivers with four receptions for 64 yards. The Bills fall to 5-2, and two, and the Eagles improve to 4-4. Four and four. And uh, the L.A. Chargers won a game 17 to <laughs> Chicago Bears 16. The Chargers t- tried to Chargers this up, give away the game with a late field goal attempt by Panero, and Panero missed it. Yes. That is- it was, this was like <laughs> the Chargers trying to charge her, but the Bears just couldn't not bear. They had to bear. <laughs> It seems like the most logical ending, except somehow it should have ended in a tie somehow. Uh, let's look at the stats of this game. Mitchell Trubisky went 23 out of 35, 253 yards and one interception. David Montgomery, rookie, uh, 27 carries, 135 yards and a touchdown for the Bears. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah, really good game. Uh, the Chargers, Mike Williams led receiving with three receptions, 69 yards. So the Chargers improved to a strong three and five, and the Bears fall to a three and four. Moving on, the New York Giants visited Detroit to play the Lions, and the Lions came in with a victory, 31-26. This was a fairly close game uh, all the way through. The uh, quarterback for Detroit, Matt Stafford, led all passers 25 of 32 with 342 yards passing and three touchdowns. Saquon Barkley led rushers 19 carries, 64 yards, and Kenny Galladay, six receptions, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Lions improved to 3-3-1, and and the Giants fall to 2-6. and The Broncos gave the Indianapolis Colts a scare, leading in the fourth quarter 13-12, until Anna Vinatieri kicks a game-winning field goal to win the game. The old man. Yes, the old man who actually missed the extra point, which actually put them down by two, by one. He's so old. He is so old, <laughs> and he still can kick pretty decent. He's having a rough year so far, but stat-wise, Jacoby Brissett, 15 out of 25, 202 yards. Marlon Mack, 19 carries, 76 yards, one touchdown. And Denver's Cortland Sutton led all receiving with three receptions, 72 yards. Next on the slate, the Cincinnati Bengals visit L.A. to play the Rams. The Rams win this one 24-10. Jared Goff had a pretty good game, 17-31, 372 yards passing, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon led all rushers, 17 carries for 66 yards. And little Cooper Cup, seven receptions, 220 yards and a touchdown. Boy, uh, the Rams improved to five and three, and the Bengals fall to zero and eight to stay even with the Dolphins for that number one pick. Minshew Mania is back. The Jaguars beat the hapless Sam Darnold-led New York Jets twenty-nine to fifteen. Gardner Minshew twenty-two out of thirty-four, two hundred seventy-nine yards and three touchdowns, while his counterpart Sam Darnold threw. Three interceptions, not touchdowns. That looks like that one win really, uh, (laughs) that's it. That's all they had. Now, Leonard Fournette had 19 carries for 76 yards, but he had one carry for over 60 yards, so that's not a great stat line. That's what he does. (laughs) He does that every once in a while. Chris Conley had four receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown for Jacksonville. All right. 
Oh, Jaguars approved to four of four, and Jets are one and six, and looking to be a top five pick again. God, I mean, Jets fans were so hyped going into the season. Ugh. People were picking the Jets over Patriots last week. Remember I know. That? That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Speaking of the Patriots, they had a visit from the Cleveland Browns today in a game a lot of people were excited about. But it just turned out to be another Patriots win, 27-13. to 13. Tom Brady, the ageless wonder, 20 of 36, 259 yards and two touchdowns. Nick Chubb led all uh, rushers, 20 carries, 131 yards. And Julian Edelman, eight receptions, 78 yards and two touchdowns. Hang on a second. I want to see something. Mohamed Sanu, the new receiver for the Patriots, two catches for 23 yards. Nothing special there. Patriots will improve to 8-0, and and the Cleveland Browns fall to 2-5. and Yeah, I don't know why people were excited for this game. It it was exactly what I thought. I think the Patriots actually were going to win by more. That's they are who they thought we were. Yeah, they're great. They, they thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> now, moving on to a former Carolina opponent, the Houston Texans faced off against the Oakland Raiders. In a barn burner, Houston, Texas came from behind and won 27-24. Derek Carr led all passing with 18 out of 30, 285 yards and three touchdowns, while Carlos Hyde for the Texans ran for 83 yards on 19 carries. And DeAndre Hopkins, probably one of the best in the league, had another great game, 11 receptions, 109 yards. That is... Pits the Texans at five and three, and the Raiders at three and four. The Raiders are feisty, man. They were they were winning this game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they they're a lot better team than I expected, or a lot of other people did. Yeah, imagine how good they'd be if Antonio Brown actually stayed on the team and was productive. They might actually have a winning record right now. They probably would. Yeah. Um. Dolphins Steelers tomorrow night and the Packers and Chiefs are playing right now. Now, a little note, side note on the Dolphins. I know everybody is really excited to know anything about the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Kenyon Drake did not fly with the team because of a pending trade with an undisclosed team. Any guesses, Steven? I don't care. That is correct. Kenyon Drake sucks. <laughs> <laughs> is it an XFL team? No, it's really, we don't know at this point. Did they it's trade him a, a for some point. condiments for the snack bar? <laughs> that guy's terrible. He is like, ugh, I don't even want to talk about him. Um, all right. <laughs> I, I think that's going to do it. Yeah, I do too. As always, thank you for listening to the Meow Mix podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. Or email any questions or comments to MeowMix Mailbag. And please, if you like us, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast And leave a comment. We'll read it on the show. All right, everyone. Keep your head up. We'll be back on Thursday to preview the next game. And maybe have a little more clarity on what happened on this one. Until then, keep pounding. <laughs>